Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So as you may have heard in the top of the hour news, multiple outlets are reporting an arrest in the murders of Abby Williams and Libby German, known as the Delphi murders. Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today, it's good to be with you. There was an arrest. A man has been booked in uh, a book taken into custody. I'm not going to be releasing the man's name, although it is out there. My problem is, while I do have these reports, while we do have the announcement of a um, press conference that will take place on Monday, I actually don't feel I have enough to go with. The Delphi murders have been a constant conversation since February of 2017 when this 13-year-old and 14-year-old were found killed. I can say, and I don't think that I am off base on this, that there has been a very poor handling, at least with the press, at least with, with Hoosiers, the people of Indiana, information about what has happened here. Sketches and then the sketches of, of possible suspects were changed where the sketches don't look like uh, the same person at all. Audio that's been released that never once was connected to any other audio. More audio that was never shared. The argument is, well, it's an ongoing investigation. We don't want to let known too much. We want to uh, be able to take the tips that we're getting and compare it against, you know, what facts we have, even if we haven't let them out in public. So we're able to know what is legit and what isn't. It has created frustration. It has created moments of absolute doubt in the Indiana State Police. I say this without any fear of hesitation. But even with that, it has not stopped people from wondering, how is it possible in our day and age for someone to murder two children and get away with it? How did nobody see anything? We live in the world of cameras. We live in the world of social media. We live in the world of being able to track phones. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. And there have been arrests involving people who had uh, fake Facebook accounts, were engaged in catfishing. But those things may not have connected to who actually committed the murders. They may have just been things that were developed or things that came out of this investigation. Now you have an arrest. You will have a news conference, press conference, set for Monday morning. I have nothing to say it will come earlier than that. There is nothing uh, that tells me it will be discussed today. We had heard uh, that there was going to be a, st- uh, or, or a statement made uh, imminent, but then we heard that Monday is going to be the press conference. So we're going to wait on that. But I am not going to dig more until I can get more information. Uh, the same reporting that I've seen uh, on, on local media, same information that we have. 
for me, I will wait for Monday. Uh, right now, that is scheduled for 10 a.m., uh, so we will we will replay it for you uh, on the show. If by any chance it is delayed, we will have it for you live. Every last bit of it. This is that big of a story, and it is my sincere hope for the for these families, for the people of Delphi, that. There is an accurate and proper arrest that's been made that whoever killed these two girls was indeed found that there are charges and they are able to 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 match it up to this person. Innocent until proven guilty, but move on forward down the line. Hope that's the case. I don't know if it is yet. So that is the latest. I wanted to share it with you. We will have more on this on Monday. And if anything else happens uh, throughout the day, uh, we'll just get it to you to the best of our ability. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. It seems that... The squad did not quite understand the levels to which their supporters are the anti-war crowd. And it's kind of remarkable to see how they're okay with supporting Ukraine, but their supporters, their supporters are, are, are more than definitely not. And their supporters are infuriated that people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and and uh, Acacia Cortez are still supporting Ukraine. They're stunned by this. Shocked. This was a town hall with Representative Ilhan Omar, and she starts yelling at her own constituents. You're supposed to be a progressive Democrat, anti-war, anti-war. 80 billion to Ukraine is not anti-war. We are helping Ukraine Ukraine is killing its own citizens in the Donbass. We are helping little children like me that have been helped. So unless, unless, listen, listen, unless you have not been paying attention to what is happening, there are millions of Ukrainians that have been displaced. There are piles of bodies that are being found in mass graves. There are little children who lives are being lost. By Zelensky. Yeah, by Zelensky and the Donbass. But unless you are someone like me that has been that child, you do not get to tell me what my votes mean and how I get to vote in supporting people. Well, it's kind of hard to tell your constituents you don't get to tell me how to vote. That's number one. Number two, I'm in a very weird spot because while I do say there is a moment you have to ask yourself exactly how much money goes to this thing, I am not somebody who buys into the campaign of it's the Ukrainians who are at fault. My argument has been one you can argue of nuance. 
I don't think Zelensky is the end-all, be-all. And I think Zelensky did a very good job of a PR campaign until he didn't. He starts bringing up the Holocaust to the Israelis. He's got this message for this group, that message for that group. He's doing the photo shoot for Vogue. I had said a while ago that he was overplaying, overdoing. The argument should be, is this how you destabilize Vladimir Putin? Do you let him take Ukraine without a fight? I don't think the fight has to involve people. I never approved of a no-fly zone. I don't mind the money. Tony, how much money are we supposed to spend on this? That's, of course, the question. But the idea, well, Ukrainians are just Nazis. Woe up just for a moment. They're not just Nazis. That's lowbrow crap I won't be a part of. You got to do better when we speak. The Ukrainians aren't great. Zelensky's not great. Yeah, okay, I'm down with that. I'm totally there. I'm with you. But in a choice, you don't often get the best. I would support the Ukrainians over the Russians. I would support the Ukrainians over Vladimir Putin. And when Putin's dead, then this whole thing would stop. Ukrainians are killing their own citizens in the Donbass. I have not trusted all the information coming out of Ukraine. It's been kind of hard to do. You see, oh, look at this bombing that took place of a hospital. No one died. How'd you bomb a hospital and nobody died? How's that even? It, 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 it is awkward. I don't disagree. But we do have reports of what's happening to Ukrainians. We do have reports of, of, of those who have been attacked, killed, tortured, etc., We know that part is accurate. We're talking about a dollars and cents conversation. If you ask me if I would send troops, the answer is no, I would not send troops. If uh, the European Union uh, wants to send troops, uh, I'm not going to get involved. If you're talking about a NATO sending of troops, which would mean American troops, I think there'd be a lot of questions here. Considering Ukraine is not a NATO nation, nor should it be. And I think that the the initial conversations we were having with people uh, like Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army, that NATO is too big, too many nations in NATO, unnecessarily, that is accurate. I believe that that is a, a correct analysis. It was also correct when President Trump said, you European nations aren't paying into NATO, we're footing the bill, this is nonsense, this has to stop. He was correct. And NATO now realizes that while they may have U.S. hardware, if they want to solve their problems, they're going to have to be the people who do it forward. Now, maybe that would be different under a different president, but under Joe Biden, they're the ones who've got to focus. They're the ones who've got to move it forward. And more of this has to be on European shoulders than those of the United States. But we're all better off without Vladimir Putin. And hopefully Russia could actually continue down a a better course. I don't know if it's possible at this stage of the game. But one can hope. Meanwhile, we're already talking about 2024 in the U.S. It's as if people have said, finally, we're close enough to the midterms where we don't have to pay attention to just the midterms. And so... I start with, of course, The View, because how do you not? Because they have on such luminaries and political thinkers like Chelsea Clinton. 
previously had Biden ahead. Do you, as a prominent, respected Democrat, think Biden is the best person to take on Trump in 2024? Well, I am really proud of everything that President Biden has done. I mean, you know, even yesterday, the White House, you know, um, said that under under President Biden, we've had 700,000 new manufacturing jobs created, wow. right? Under Trump, we lost more than 120,000. I mean, that's just the most recent anecdote mm-hmm. and data point of how good I think he's been for our country. Mm. Man, she's learned well how good he's been. You know what? Let her finish. Who am I? Who am I to interrupt? Chelsea Clinton. Alyssa, though, I do share your concern and know you've been really just loudly um, saying to anyone and everyone who will listen, we have to stop Donald Trump um, from getting anywhere near the White House. That is dangerous for our democracy. It is dangerous for our decency. It's dangerous when we think about anti-Semitism. It's dangerous when we think about any threat to who we are and who we can be as a country and also to our planet because, you know, he doesn't believe in climate change. So, yeah, um, there's that part. I have that concern and I'm going to do everything I can to ensure that he is not sitting in the Oval Office again. Chelsea, we're going to take a So glad you're going to do everything. Chelsea Clinton. Now, I I will tell you that everything I've ever heard about her on a personal level, lovely. And has been a good friend to people and all those things. I think that's wonderful. Chelsea's going to do everything in her power? Okay. Okay. But it it seems to me to be kind of a stretch considering Chelsea Clinton has absolutely zero qualifications. She has had a front row seat to a lot of fascinating conversations, but she has zero qualifications zero so i'm i'm that she gets on the view and is as looked upon as this important guest is again like we're trying to build somebody up but there's nothing there to build from there is no basis a last name is not a basis But on the 2024 conversation, it brings us to Anna Navarro, who's very much focused on the fight between Trump and Ron DeSantis. The invitation to Governor Ron DeSantis got lost in the mail. He's not going to be there. What's going on? Yes, because, you know, Donald Trump is known for being subtle when it comes to sending messages. Look, I, I think Donald Trump is irritated that Ron DeSantis has not sought out his approval, his permission, his anointment. I think that uh, Donald Trump is irritated that Ron DeSantis is so doing, doing so well in the polls, not only for uh, re-election as Florida's governor, but also for... Uh, 2024, possibly against him. I think what you're seeing in Florida is that regardless of what Donald Trump decides to do, Ron DeSantis is going to run for the Republican nomination in 2024. And also, let's not forget, since we're talking about drama, that everybody in Florida, there's something in the water, everybody in Florida thinks they can be president, right? So you've got Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, who all think, not my dog, but everybody else does. And there's no love lost between Rick Scott and DeSantis and Rubio. And, and so I, I think um, I think this is so interesting. I love the political telenovela. Just give me a big vat of popcorn and let all those Floridians fight. What is she talking about? Rick Scott's not running for president. Neither is Marco Rubio. 
if Ron DeSantis runs for president, neither Rick Scott nor Marco Rubio are running. There is no chance that you are as good of a political observer as Hannah Navarro, which may be me insulting you, and I don't mean that in any way, shape, or form. I apologize. If Ron DeSantis runs, what's the fight? If I'm Marco Rubio, I am lining up to be his first supporter endorser. Now, Trump may indeed run, and there may be a fight between Trump and DeSantis. And if you ask me, I'm DeSantis. I'm not angry, uh, per se, at Trump. I'm done with that. I want the lessons learned from Trump. I don't need the guy. Idol worship ain't my thing. But I guess Trump was sharing a, a clip on on uh, Trump's on, on Trump's Truth Social, I guess, and was uh, some was it was he mocking DeSantis? The only way uh, DeSantis is going to become the Republican nominee is if Trump chooses not to run and endorses him or dies. That, uh, according uh, to, was that Megyn Kelly who made that statement? Yeah, that's that's not true. That's that's not true. And then Trump was like, I agree. It's not true. I think that, I think, oh, here, here it was. Hold on. Th- this was it. Well, I just don't think anybody else could win if Trump runs. So, and I don't, I just, really? I don't so you, know. you think if they got on a stage, you, you don't think that DeSantis is, is crafty enough or no. stands enough? To, really? No. I don't even think that a little. Um, I think Trump sucks up all the energy in every room, no matter what. And even someone as skilled as a politician and smart policy-wise as DeSantis can't overcome that. He can't. You really think the hardcore MAGA is going to abandon Trump for DeSantis? They're not. They, they like DeSantis. But they don't think it's his turn. They think Trump was screwed out of his last election, that he was screwed out of his first term by all the craziness and the Russia gate and so on. And they think he's he is entitled. He deserves another shot at it. Like the hardcore Trump faithful is unshakable. And less and less than ever before, Megan. I still think they would support him if he was the nominee. But I think you're totally wrong if you don't think DeSantis can handle. I think I think that that's I think that's based on seeing how other people have acted. Not what's been learned in these past years since, but I'll break this down in the future. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. So yesterday, I mean, I'm talking a mere 24 hours ago. We were talking with Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, about what in the world was going on with the tech stocks. How the tech stocks we're just getting abused, and specifically we got into this conversation about Facebook, which is meta, and what in the world has been going on with meta? How this, how Zuckerberg, I mean, we went from a stock price of over 300 to a stock price that was under 100 before the market started today. What in the world has been happening with tech stocks? And it was it was Amazon that closed at like 110 yesterday and they were they op- they they the futures were down to 95. 
what is going on? Apple is having an issue. All of these tech issues and how what is affecting them. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. I wanted to remind you a little bit of what uh, economist Matt Will was saying specifically about Facebook and these tech stocks yesterday. So the, the reason they take a beating, Tony, is because there's two reasons. One is they're a leading indicator. They kind of tell you what's going to be happening in the economy in the future because these are heavily advertising-dependent mechanisms. They're the, the, they're the new ABC, CBS, NBC. They're the new New York Times, Washington Post, Washington, Wall Street Journal. Those organizations that were depending on ad revenue dollars are now the fang stocks. That's how they get their money. Um, other than Amazon, of course, Amazon does more than that, but they're also in that category. So that's why they are leading indicators. So that's one of the reasons. The second is, Tony, it's vaporware. Facebook is vaporware. This stuff can disappear tomorrow. It was MySpace. Today it's Facebook. Tomorrow it's TikTok. This company could be gone tomorrow. I mean, Yahoo disappeared. People thought Yahoo would never disappear. Along comes uh, Google. Poof, Yahoo's gone. So they're very finicky stocks, Tony, and that's what causes them to be kind of leading indicators of what's going to happen in the economy. So on this idea of finicky, Meta is down 24%. Uh, you, you've got Facebook, you've got WhatsApp in there, Instagram is in there, the entire Oculus world, that virtual reality world. What in the world is going on with this company right now? Okay, Tony, let me give you... I don't like to correct the host, but down 24% in the last day, down 75% in the last year. This was a trillion-dollar company. They are now worth $263 billion. Let me say that again. This was a $1.07 trillion company on September 7th of last year. Today, they're $263 billion. That's, that's a lot of money to lose, Tony, in the course of 12 months. Yeah, it is. Um, but y y let me tell you, I like your first statement at the beginning of the segment, which was, what the heck is the word meta? That's their problem, Tony. Their problem is meta. They decided to spend $10 billion on the development of the metaverse. And it sounds like, a, it sounds like something from a Marvel comic movie. They want to spend $10 billion on the metaverse, and that caused their cash flows. Get this, Tony. Their cash flows. The money in their pocket, in their checking account, last year, $9.7 billion. Today, $316 million. $9.7 billion to $316 million in 12 months, Tony, because they spent all this money trying to create the metaverse. Well, so, so they, made a, they made a gamble. They made a bet about what they think a future business is. And, and, and just as a, a, a practical piece of, of information, October 25th, of 2021, the stock price was $323. Uh, earlier today, it was at $102. So just to give you a, a little <laughs> bit of range of, of what's happened. So they took a bet about what they thought the future would be, and, and, the, and it hasn't come yet. That doesn't mean that the future won't come, right? So isn't this more about losing faith in Zuckerberg and in the, the organization rather than whether or not they spent a, a, a bunch of dollars? Tony spent a bunch of dollars. They spent $10 billion on something that doesn't exist 
and probably won't. It's like self-driving cars. People gambled on self-driving cars. I admire them for doing that, but they aren't here yet, and it doesn't look like they're going to be here soon. They spent, they just gambled their entire company, a trillion-dollar company. That's irresponsible, Tony. Hey, you got to take risks. You make investments. I admire risk takers. This was just irresponsible. Everyone knew it was silly. Who's going to spend money on, a, on an avatar? Tony, people spend money on avatars, but $10 billion investing in avatars? You've got to be kidding me. Wall Street's hammering them, and good for Wall Street and bad for Facebook. Maybe they should fire Zuckerberg. Well, first, let's talk about Sheryl Sandberg, who is leaving if she hasn't already left the company. Is this why she left? Disagreement with, with Zuckerberg? This is no way to run a company? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if she's leaving because she was fired or because she's disagreeing with him. But by the way, they've announced uh, head cuts. So there's going to be a dramatic reduction in staff. And they had an activist investor who just sent a letter out today saying they need to eliminate this whole uh, metaverse investment. This is killing the company's cash flows. And the investor says, I invest for profits. Like Mr. Wonderful always says on Shark Tank, I want cash. I want money. Don't give me pretend and don't give me promises. Yeah, Dr. Matt Will was all over Meta. I mean, just punching left and right on the subject. Well, that was yesterday. Then later that day, over at CNBC, Jim Cramer, you know, uh, Mad Money, Jim Cramer, he's on CNBC, and he is apologizing to the audience for recommending for recommending Meta, for recommending Facebook. This was, this was amazing. Free cash flow last year, 9.5 billion, now less than 1 billion. See, let me say this about this. I made a mistake here. I was wrong. I trusted this management team. That was ill-advised. Hubris here is extraordinary. And I apologize. Okay. The dude is almost in tears. In tears. He is just, he is wrecked about it. I trusted this management team? Oh, my. Um, what did you get wrong? I had a, a belief that there was a recognition that there is a amount that you can't spend. Contrast that, for instance, with Jim Farley, who took a project that was his, Argo, and closed it because it was not ready. It was not near enough. This situation is almost a rogue situation. I had thought there would be an understanding that you just can't spend and spend right through your free cash flow, uh, that there had to be some level of discipline, and I didn't get it. But, David, what did I get wrong? I, I trusted them, not myself. For that, I regret. Okay. I've been in this business for 40 years, and I did a bad job. Holy Mick Cow. In tears over getting it wrong. I mean, it, and he's not the only person, you know, you heard Dr. Matt Will taking him to the woodshed. You, you've got 
Uh, Kramer apologizing for ever having faith in them. Uh, the guy who founded Oculus, Palmer, Palmer Lucky, who I once heard speak in, in, in Indiana, interesting uh, cat, he sold Oculus to Facebook for $3 billion. He compared uh, uh, Zuckerberg and the metaverse to a project car. A pet initiative requiring a massive investment with no guarantee that otherwise uh, it'll work. I don't think it's a good product. It's not. It's not fun. It's not good. I think actually most of the people probably on the team would agree that it's not currently a good product. It's like a project car. Meta has spent about $15 billion to build its version of the metaverse. Nothing really to show for its efforts. Meta's already cut user growth goals for its metaverse platform called Horizon Worlds due to sagging early results. Now, he's not writing it off completely, Palmer Lucky. He's just saying um, this, is, this is pretty ugly. I asked the question yesterday. By the way, there's more. Oh, I didn't even see this story. Michael Burry is jumping in on this. Michael Burry, did you ever see the movie The Big Short? The character that Christian Bale plays, that's Michael Burry. That's the guy who's looked and said, wait a second. Wait a second. There's something wrong in the housing market. We need to short this. We need to we need to bet against the housing market. And he he was uh right. So Michael Burry is taking a hit, saying seems, or, or taking hits at, at, at Meta, at, at Zuckerberg, saying seems Meta has a new Coke problem. Now, you don't have to know anything about stocks to know that if someone's comparing you to new Coke, that is bad. Remember, Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola said, you know what, we're going to change the, the formula for Coke, we're going to call it new Coke, and it's going to be even better. And the market said, are you out of your damn mind? And what was it, three months later, five months later, uh, they had Coca-Cola Classic, and then they had New Coke, and then they got rid of New Coke. Because it was an absolutely horrific idea. This, this is what now Burry is saying. So you got people going after him. You got people apologizing for, for having any faith in him. And what I was discussing yesterday was, the guys from Google, Sergey Brin and Larry Page, had the decency to put Eric Schmidt in as CEO. There comes a moment where you're no longer the guy. Now, I can discuss this from a very, very personal level. I, my job, I am a guy to create content. That, that's, that's what I do. I create. Whether it's audio, whether it's video, whether it's live events, I, I, I create. And I've, and I've proven that I can. I've proven that I can do the work. I'm proven that I can uh, handle it. I, 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 can, I can work on the less sleep. I can make it happen. You know what I'm not good at? The business side of it. I wish I was. And it's funny. It's not that I don't understand it. It's that I have a very hard time understanding it. <laughs> I know that, sound, that sounds weird. It's, it's that, you know, I, I can say, hey, we need to go here. We need to do this. Getting there. Getting there is where it, it all becomes such a foreign language to me. And it took me years to realize I'm bad at this. It took me years and losing a lot of money to realize this is not, I'm not good at this at all.
I have the mind for, for, for a vision and I can work hard to implement, right? It's not like, oh yeah, I'm the idea guy. No, no, no. I'm the, I, I have the ideas and then I actually go do. But it's clear to anybody who's worked with me that I should be going faster. Now, sometimes fast is not the answer, right? Sometimes it goes fast, sometimes it goes slow, whatever it goes, it, it, it goes. And I don't mind working my way towards the thing. I just knew that if I had a better mind for it, I could have made it move faster. To know to what end, et cetera, that doesn't matter. So I find myself now wanting to work with people. I am. It's weird, for all the digital world, I am such an analog guy. And it might mean less money for me in the overall. I've, I, I accept that because I might make more money with having people around me doing the things that I know aren't in, in, my, in my space, right? I, I'm, I'm aware of that, completely aware of that. I think that, that um, the, the uh, Larry Page, uh, Sergey Brin, I think they figured that out, that that wasn't for them. Facebook may have to get to the point quickly where they have to say, Zuckerberg, you just stand over there. We'll take it from here. We'll take it from here. Thank you very much. That's 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 enough out of you, Mark. I mean, that's I don't know how that isn't. But do you now take these billions of dollars and throw away the investment? That's a hard thing to do as well. That is a hard thing to do. I just thought it was so interesting that there's Dr. Matt Will just going to town on this subject yesterday. And then a couple hours later, everybody's like, oh my gosh. He was ahead of the curve on that one for sure. More to get to. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. I cannot tell you how thankful I am to everybody who showed up last night for a night with WIBC presented by Relay Indiana. It was it was good. I I, look, I only know what I did. I, I only caught bits and pieces of everybody else and then the roundtable at, at, at the end. I, uh, I absolutely had a, had a ball. It was such a pleasure to be able to meet everybody and, and do the, the pre-partying stuff and, and shake some hands and talk to people. Fantastic event. We should do more of these events, maybe some more intimate ones. It, it made me realize that unquestionably, um, I, I've got the raw together for for a live show because i've been i've been figuring i wanted to figure out how to do a live show like i've been i have been wanting to do some stand-up and i'm like i'm not a stand-up there there is no part of me that a stand-up comic that is a very different muscle very very different animal and and i know that that's what what i'm not I, i i know that i know that i'm funny Right, I know I could do that, but it's it's different. Stand up is, is is a different beast. But I'm like, I should, I should try it to a uh, realize how damn tough it is. Although I know it's tough, uh, but b where where that might fit. But I've been trying to work on this kind of one man show thing, and 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 of events, you know, and and last last night, what I was doing really helped me kind of solidify where I'd like to go with it because you know if you're going to, you're going to do an hour an hour on stage by yourself basically right that's different than if you bring some people on and you're doing some interviews and some people have note and people have written this or have done that you're you're kind of talking then it then it's a, a, a it, it that's more in my wheelhouse more where I I I I live um but 
Last night was great, and I appreciate Relay Indiana sponsoring. I appreciate uh, PA Jewelers over there, Premier Arms, being a, a part of it, uh, premierarms.com. So absolutely thrilled. So glad you guys were there. Can't, cannot thank you enough. Find everything, tonycats.locals.com, tonycats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today. Mm-hmm.